0: Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 21. Where to begin? That's always the frustration I feel at the start of telling or writing any story. Because it's not like any story is just some discrete piece of information. Everything is linked, interwoven, interdependent. Trying to figure out how much someone needs to know for what's in your head to not just come spilling out, but to actually make sense, it sometimes feels impossibly hard. But that's why I like this phrase, where to begin. It's a prelude to a story that acknowledges the challenge of just getting started. That reveals in its short simplicity that there is infinite complexity, but we must start somewhere at least where to begin. That's the prelude to today's episode. I now probably not surprise you that I have spent most of my week focusing on writing, narrative, language, words, rhythms and rhymes, meanings and flows. I've been in three days of intensive team development and project design workshops, bringing together rap artistry, school teachers and music leaders to create something that's far bigger than anything any of us could create on our own. We've focused on language all week, and so it felt like thinking about words was the right way into reflecting on what's been going on in my head. I guess even from the outset, but more so as time goes on, this podcast has become a place to journal. Whilst this is an audio medium, I do often write at least parts of each episode before recording, and... That process has been incredibly therapeutic, helping to process this journey post-vaccination, heading towards post-pandemic. Weirdly, I, I kind of hated English at school. Maybe hate is strong, but it was not my fave, you know. And weirdly, it came up in sharing with the new team this week And I think I saw in the barriers to learning they were identifying for pupils they teach now in 2021, things I had never seen in myself before, or at least never articulated. English lessons always felt closed. The books may have been open, but the questions were closed. The answers were closed. The targets and spelling tests were closed. We spent so long learning the tools that we rarely got to make anything of our own with them. And even when we did, they were judged and marked and assessed against a set of closed standards. It will not surprise you to know that when I did a personality test to find out where I score on the five big aspects of personality, a standardised assessment of five measures, agreeableness, conscientiousness, extroversion, neuroticism and openness, I am exceptionally high in trait openness, in the 96th percentile high. Perhaps I should have started today's episode with that, but it's too late now, we're in the middle of the story. So if learning English at school was too closed, too constrained, too boxed in for my little open brain to thrive in, then it's probably not shocking we didn't get on. That's partly a failing of the system and coincidentally is something we've been trying to fix this week. We need classrooms where there is less focus on imposing and then relentlessly measuring specific techniques and more focus instead on learners developing and deploying their learning in a way that recognises who they are, what they bring and what they value. But also there is something inherently closed about writing that we just can't shake off. Writing is committing. Committing to the page or the notes app or the Google Doc. But it also is committing to memory. Writing happens in the parts of the brain which process language, in the frontal lobe and the motor cortex. In particular, the motor cortex is important as it connects the left and right sides of the brain. And so writing is such a powerful tool for helping thinking. It takes the unconscious and makes it conscious. It gives shape and pattern to streams of thought. It figures out what to select and what to reject what to remember and what to forget. It takes chaos and creates a kind of order. Writing takes the open, the wide open, and in some ways makes it closed. That's not a bad thing, not at all. We need to solidify knowledge and understanding. We need to consolidate. We even celebrate finding closure as a recognition of the relief we feel when something is settled in our brain. Again, my 96th percentile openness personality finds that finding that closure is hard. But it can be such sweet relief. Even just writing this feels like a release. That's the power of writing. Because to write clearly is to think clearly to make sense of things on a page is to make sense of them in our heads. Another place I could have started this week's episode, especially given that this podcast is named with more than a passing recognition of the global pandemic that is the context of our lives right now, is that this week was the first time in over 15 months that I actually properly went to work in person round a table with other humans for whole days, three of them in fact. No Zoom calls, no email, no pausing to hang out the washing, no popping on a dressing gown when I get a little chilly, no browsing the snack cupboard all afternoon, no lunchtime showers, no watching Netflix and YouTube whilst quote unquote working. Actually at work, work. Away from the same four walls where all of this life has happened over a year, work. Actually able to leave the room, leave the work and leave the jobs for another day work. Actually getting around a table and talking and listening and understanding someone in the way you only can in person work. It was a little strange, of course, but I felt very ready. I needed this kind of work back. Masks are weird, although apparently other people keep finding them far more frustrating than I do. And there's a low level hum of anxiety around hand gel and open windows and being far enough apart on one way systems and other nonsense. But it was great to be back. Did I once think someone was talking too quietly and try to turn them up with the volume on my laptop? Sure, but it was only like one time and. I made good use of some of the techniques and approaches I've shared in the past about being mindful and kind to myself, about saying thank you next to the worries too, some that worked and some that worked before but that are not needed now. Now I'm all vaccinated up. At times I felt a little timid. There are all these new things where you have to work out your comfort level, especially when you do them for the first time. But then over time you figure out how happy you are taking off a mask to drink, where you eat lunch and is it okay to borrow a pen. I know for so many people these questions were settled a long time ago and for some they never really got a chance to be asked. To some it must seem weird that these questions are not already gone yet. The floor stickers and hand gel stations and smile blocking masks not gone yet. They were meant to be, according to the original roadmap, gone by now. But to me it feels strange that they may be able to all be gone in less than a month. As I write this, Saturday morning, I've noticed that the purposeful busyness of the week has passed. And as I have started to relax into the weekend, lots of things that were in the background hum of anxiety, things quietened down or at least drowned out by the noise of focused creative thought and work, they have started to bubble up for attention. In bed last night and on my run this morning, I noticed thoughts and worries from the week, minor inconveniences or pinch points or bristles of personality or things just pushed down by getting on with real in-person life, just popping their head back up. So I've tried writing them down to help close them. Some I needed for next week or for our evaluation report, so they went in an email to myself, typed on my phone late last night for my personal email account, because there is no way I'm opening my work email on my phone in bed at night when I'm already deep in rumination. But They're sent to my work account, ready for when I need them on Monday, and damn, did it help me sleep better. Some, Some things I just need to get rid of. They're moments that have been and gone. I've been using the noting technique I shared in last week's episode a lot in my mindfulness this week, but also trying to bring it into my day too. So out on my run when I noted them. It helped to create a little distance and make it easier to let them go. Some keep coming back, of course they do, sometimes because they really do need my attention, but maybe not now, which is why emailing work ones to myself is quite so handy. But some I write them here or in little notes to myself to help me to remember, to have them to come back to if I need them or just let go of if it turns out that I don't. So I'm glad I have this podcast to share some of these stories with you, to write about them, to think about them more clearly. It's been such a strange year and perhaps in the years to come these little oddities will be quickly forgotten or hard to explain to anyone who wasn't with us at the time. But I like that I'm taking the time to process them, remember them, to write about them, to share them, and perhaps, even if my brain is apparently open wide, to close the book. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time.